well met, everyone. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a podcast by a nerd for other nerds that love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather, and I'll be your host as we journey into the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Geek Thyself. As you saw from this week's topic title and description, depending on how much of it you read, I'm talking about Doctor Who this week. And I like Doctor Who, and I know a decent chunk about the newer Doctors, but I'm definitely not an expert, and I have friends who know a lot more about Doctor Who than me. And so I have one of them with me today. I have Russell. Hello. Hi. Hello, people. How is everyone (laughs) doing? I know you can't answer me, but it's what you do when you're talking into a microphone. You should just keep talking until until (laughs) things happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, you're British, so you're very, very polite. Um, I try. Uh, I don't know if that's <laughs> always the case. Uh, we can yeah, be less fair. polite in, in you know, on our own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, true. My dad's not always very polite either. Hmm. He, he's usually at least nice to service people, though, because he knows that's, they work hard. That's, that is all that matters. Be nice to people. <laughs> Yes, be nice Just to the because, people that serve your food and make your coffee. Yeah, yeah. they might be servers. They're not servants. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. yes. All right. This this was a tangent. We're, we're less than a minute in. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> well, fine. yeah, but there's two of us now, so there's going to be tan- – honestly, mm. I, I go off on tangents. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so um, because we might keep going off on tangents also, I figured now we should probably just go ahead and talk about the sponsors and everything at the beginning so that I don't completely miss talking about them. Um, so yeah, Russell is for anyone who doesn't know is on countless heroes, which is the streaming show that I've mentioned a couple of times that I'm on as well for the Nerdsmith network. Um, Mm -hmm. he plays Finku, the awesome halfling rogue slash wizard. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that was that was a weird morning class, but it's fine. Uh, it's fun. Um, yeah, I play roughly every like mainly on the weekends, just because, like I said, mm-hmm. British time zones—they're great. Um, so yeah, <laughs> they're very different from ours, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's who I play. I enjoy playing it quite a bit. I enjoy playing with everybody on it. Uh, and yeah, there's not really much else to say. <laughs> not for that anyway. Uh, I enjoy them. They hopefully they won't die. That'd be fun. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope for sure, especially with everything coming up. But um, two of the awesome sponsors and the ones I talk about every week um, for the network are World Anvil and Die Hard Dice, and they're both also sponsors of Countless Heroes. So that was sort of a very long, fun, geeky segue. Yes. <laughs> so World Anvil, I've talked about it a bunch, but they're amazing. It's this awesome world building website. So whether you're an author or whether you are a dungeon master working on creating your world and you want special tools and ways to flesh it out and sort of keep all of the information organized, either way, it's an amazing tool. And I definitely recommend you check it out. That's worldanvil.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, then we have Die Hard Dice, and as in the name, uh, they produce dice. Uh, they sell pretty much any sort of dice you could be after. They've got beautiful poly sets, including ones they're producing themselves. Like there's the 
recently there's been the Moonstone dice, which are these sort of white glistening dice with purple numbers on them, and they're gorgeous. And that's cool. Uh, but really what Die Hard Dice really do well is they have their own specific metal dice casting, I think. Yeah. I think that's the word. Um, they have the, the molds and casting, yeah. yeah. So their designs, if they're beautiful, they're gorgeous, they've got different sort of styles in that range as well. They've got a few different designs, so you can pretty much find any sort of color or style or outlook that you'd like on them. Yeah, they're just great. And uh, the people who run it are great too. Yeah, that is true. Because, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. They're great. (laughs) Go and have a look. They are. Yeah. And we're very excited to be going. Actually, this episode is going to come out on Wednesday, which is going to be the second day of our subscription drive. So yeah, every year at NerdSmith, well, we've only been around for like a year and a half, but anyway, every year NerdSmith has a subscription drive (laughs) um, uh, between April 16th and April 30th. Mm -hmm. So it's the last two weeks of the year of, not the year, wow, of April. April. (laughs) And if you subscribe during that time, or if you upgrade your subscription during that time, then you get a bunch of bonus goodies for signing up. And really the biggest thing is that by doing that, what you're going to be doing is supporting the creators here at NerdSmith. So (laughs) people like me and Russell who are doing this because we love it, but you know, a little extra money to help buy the research books doesn't hurt. Yeah. Need food, need shelter, need Doctor Who comics, not whatnot. Uh, yeah, all those things. Yeah, all of those well, things are pertinent and important. <laughs> yes, that they are in they are important to my survival as a human being. All of them. <laughs> don't look at the list. What? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Don't look at the book. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. So all of those things um are things that different creators spend money on. You know, some of the creators might spend it on schooling, others mm-hmm. are spending it on improving their audio quality or their video quality, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of things they're producing. But we really appreciate that support from our subscribers. Mm-hmm. Depending on the sort of level that you can afford to give depends on sort of how many people that you can help with that if you want to. There's obviously no pressure to, but any support is greatly appreciated. Guessing there'll be more information when the subscribe subscribe actually starts about that. Uh, Most of it's going to be coming out during the subdrive, and we're going to have a lot more information on the specifics. Yeah, that Um, makes sense. Russell and I are recording this a bit before the subdrive actually starts. Yeah. So not all of the information has been finalized is the only reason I'm not going to go into the details. That makes sense. Apart from that, that's pretty much everything i think we need to talk about before tangents start i think <laughs> yeah very true <laughs> um okay. and, yeah before tangents start because we haven't gone on like six already uh, and um details. <laughs> details so uh moving on we're gonna mm-hmm. start talking about doctor who i promise we're gonna talk about doctor who at some point maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> we're one but um <laughs> so uh in terms of the original doctors the original series yes um and the new series so something i want to do i'm not really meaning it to be clickbaity i'm just sure. curious all right so please nobody at me nobody at russell no one get irritated this is our opinions yeah. it is not fact so don't think we're saying that you're wrong if you think no. something different no, 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 no. um but i kind of want to talk about who our favorite doctors are and why oh um, as part of the discussion sure not necessarily who's the best doctor because that's subjective Mm. 
Fine. <laughs> Fine. But who, but who our favorite is. Uh, do you um, want both? Or do you want it just from, like, in general? <laughs> um, I, I was thinking we could talk about some of the original Doctors. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to kind of pick and choose because it's only a half-hour podcast. Yeah. But um, we could start with them and then compare to the newer ones and talk about which ones sure. are our favorite. Okay. So for anyone who is watching through Doctor Who and hasn't gotten caught up to the last season, I'm not fully caught up either, but there might be spoilers and everything we're going to talk about today. Uh, I will avoid most of that. Um, Yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah, Uh, I don't want to be spoiling things for people. So, yeah, because I I think I'm like the only person who knows bits of it. Uh, Even some of it I've forgotten, which uh, that's not good. I might need to rewatch it. (laughs) Uh, oh darn! No, oh yeah, oh darn! No, the issue is finding time. That, that's yes. that's the real problem. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a lot of seasons. Yeah, there's twenty six. There's thirty six. If you include all the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which I do. Speaking of, yes. let's start there. Yeah. So I I really don't know much about the first series of Doctors. I know a little bit about. Oh my god! I just blanked on his name. Tom John. Bay. Tom Pertwee. Um, the one that came back for the new season is the War Doctor. A uh, John Hurt. Yes, John Hurt. Uh, fun fact: he didn't actually ever come back. Uh, he was created for that episode. Uh, he wasn't actually in the, oh. the original series at all. Funny thing about that is when they were producing the 50th anniversary special, they originally just wanted to get Christopher Eccleston back for mm-hmm. that part, but it. Just because of things and schedules and other reasons, maybe. They just couldn't work something out, so they had to rewrite it and kind of put in a new... Create somebody. (laughs) Yeah, because it was either that or using Paul McGann's Doctor, and people didn't like the idea of that, just because of how different that sort of character was. So they created the War Doctor, which messed with the the lives a little bit but it's fine so yeah no he wasn't actually in the older series at all uh, but he did a great job of acting like he was okay. uh, and i and i loved john hurt in in the special yeah, as well he's he's well he's good in everything but um that is also true <laughs> that is okay awesome. so see this is why russell's here <laughs> <laughs> um because I don't want to mess up the facts for you guys. Okay, okay so that's very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, so I never mind then. I don't know as much as I thought about that one. And then I I know bits and pieces of the Fourth Doctor because of the original series. Yeah. Yes, of the original series, Tom Baker, the Fourth Doctor, mm-hmm. is my husband's favorite from the original series. That's a fairly uh, fairly widespread opinion. So <laughs> I I don't. I don't dispute that that's a good taste. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just going to say, what little I know is that he mm-hmm. um, he wore the insane scarf, the insanely he long, did. crazy, colorful scarf that's very distinctive in cosplay. Yes. And he had the great, like, fedora type of hat. I don't think mm-hmm. it's actually a fedora, but I can't remember what the style um, was. I don't know what it is. It could be a trilby or a trilby, however you say that. I, I'm not good at words. Trilby or something Maybe. like that? Maybe. I mean, either way, it's a nice hat. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's a, it's a nice looking hat. Yeah. Um, and then I think that's the one that carried the gummy bears around in his pocket all the time. Uh, jelly babies. But yes. Yes. Jelly, uh, sorry. Jelly babies. For all, for all of us Americans, those are not quite the same thing. <laughs> no. Uh, I kind of got that when I was 
they're yeah uh, just jelly babies uh they're kind of like sugar and powder coated little <laughs> jellies <laughs> that's yeah. kind of yeah they're kind of um i don't know that you had any when you were over here, russell but there we have something called um sour patch kids i did have some okay i didn't like them <laughs> well, yeah there's not a lot of sour no. candy over in england but um no uh sour is kind of something that we avoid for the most <laughs> part don't really know why so a, a jelly baby for any americans out there wondering what we're talking about a jelly baby is sort of more close to the consistency of a sour patch kid except softer Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a Sour Patch Kid and a fruit snack had a baby. Like it's it's softer mm-hmm. and not sour. It's sweet like a gummy bear. Yeah. Also covered in powder. Mm-hmm. So you end up with just powder on your hands when you have them. For me, by virtue of not really knowing any of the original doctors, the fourth doctor mm-hmm. is kind of my default favorite because I can recognize it. I think it's a cool costume. And mm-hmm. I liked that the actor made him quirky and like pulled out the jelly babies and stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah, Tom Baker was quirky from day one. Uh, um, it's actually in his sort of first episode of Robot, there is like a scene of, um, like, you know, with in the new series, how they all spend time going over what they want to wear. And it's like a, a fairly important bit, mm-hmm. like, like uh, normally in their sort of first episode. The first time that really happened was with uh, Tom Baker, because every other time... It hadn't really uh, been their choice because obviously William Hartnell just sort of collapsed uh, and then regenerated into Patrick Trout. And there wasn't really much fanfare of him changing because it was a very similar costume. And then with the second Doctor, like it was put on him by the Time Lords to change. So by the time he fell out, he was already in his uh, new sort of clothes. At least I think so, when he landed back on Earth. So this is the sort of first time that we'd had an active Doctor after regeneration and he spent uh, a fairly considerable part of the the sort of uh, serial of the episode because it worked a little differently back then mm-hmm. uh like uh, no because there was like three or four episodes to a story uh but they but they tended to be shorter about 25 minutes instead of 45 minutes so yeah uh, and then it was a, a more weekly sort of run thing until it uh actually it was daily uh, so, no no it wasn't daily that's that's wrong. That's <laughs> wrong fact. Uh, it was weekly, but like there wasn't an off break. It just kept going. Okay. Like it wasn't like a season. It just there was an episode every week, uh, especially in the sixties, seventies uh, is when that sort of shook up. But uh, back on track to what I was saying, uh, uh, Tom Baker spent a considerable amount of time in that episode just trying on random things. He tried on. I think it was like a tutu, like in this like like pink leotard mm-hmm. tutu thing, uh, and uh, it was also a clown. Ugh, no clowns, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't get his sort of signature look until the until like he ended that bit and sort of left. So, but that's kind of where that sort of tradition of picking what they wanted to wear kind of started. Okay. I don't know if it was intentional, but it, yeah, like so it brought that kind of level of character for the rest of them to kind of follow on. Personally, that's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the reveal, because obviously we know we know ahead of time who the new doctor is going to be, but the actual reveal of their reaction to seeing themselves is always interesting. But my second favorite thing about a new regeneration is always seeing yeah. what outfit they pick because we don't we, we don't always have that kind of information before the season no. before the new doctor comes on. 
And so it's, it's interesting to see how their personalities reflected in the clothing they pick. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. And you can really see that with Tom Baker, with, like the coat with the massive scarf. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you can see how eclectic and just like individual this new Doctor was because like mm-hmm. while each Doctor was individual in their own way, Tom Baker kind of ran that up to 11, which <laughs> is why a lot of people took to him so quickly and uh, probably why he stayed as long as he did. Yeah. Honestly. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he ended up staying, as you probably know, the longest of mm-hmm. any sort of classic Doctors. And I think that's just because of the the amount of personality that he put into the role. And everyone loved it. It's just the fact of it. I don't, I've not... I don't think I've ever met someone who actually dislikes the the fourth Doctor. Uh, it might not be their favorite, and that's totally fine. But I don't think I've ever met anyone who's just like, "No, nah, I didn't like the 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 honest, raw personality <laughs> that he had." Um, I, 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 I mean, if that's your opinion, fine. Uh, I'd like to actually know why you've got that opinion, honestly. Yes, because it's, it's an interesting you know, take on it. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Actually, I can't think of anyone that I've ever met that watches Doctor Who that's like, oh God, the fourth Doctor, he was so awful. I've never heard that. I've, I've, like you've said, I've heard people say he wasn't their favorite from the original series. I can't think of anyone who said they hated him. Yeah. I mean, but when there's 26 seasons and like 600 odd episodes, Mm -hmm. there's there's a chance that maybe he won't be your favorite, but I just feel like, like I've, I've heard those sort of those sort of complaints and that kind of thing about other doctors uh, and especially about other uh, sort of writers and stuff uh, yeah. or eras and stuff, but we're companions. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> fair enough. You're not wrong, uh, but I've never heard that anyone actively dislikes Tom Baker. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just can't, and I can't see it being possible, but Hey, that, that that's a totally biased opinion, totally biased view. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, honestly, there's probably someone out there who doesn't like him mm-hmm. that much, but I've never met someone. Um, yeah. Okay, so so basically, we both kind of agree, it, and I think I think, like you said, he was so he ramped it up so high that mm-hmm. it was it was almost like he was the most human, the most relatable out of all of them because everyone has that one person they know or that one friend where you love them to pieces or like maybe they're a family member and you can't get rid of them. Yeah. But they're they're just, they're quirky and you love them. They're amazing. They're good Mm. people, but they're just kind of weird. Yeah. But it's not like creepy weird. Right. Not creepy weird. Just like you're a little different, but I like it kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, weird, different, like uh, you can imagine that the fourth doctor would say there is no difference, they're the same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's still very much the doctor. You can mm-hmm. trust him or Doctor Who, whatever you want to call them, that's fine. And, um, <laughs> I, I always think of yeah. them as the doctor. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, but well, I mean, it makes sense that both of those sort of things happen because mm-hmm. they've been referred to in credits as both Doctor Who and The Doctor. Yeah. Like for Christopher Eccleston's 
season, it was Doctor Who. And then Mm -hmm. from onwards in the new series, it's been the Doctor. And it was the same for the first Doctor as well. He was referred to as Doctor Who. I don't know when they actually switched to calling him the Doctor in the credits. I'm not sure. But I I know that there was a change. That's a good Uh, point. I'd have to look. I don't know either. Okay, so I... Ooh, I have a question. And this goes across... Obviously, mine's going to be from the newer seasons because I haven't watched the old ones. But Mm. across the board... What is your favorite opening line? Oh, from the doctors? Yes. Okay. Uh, you say yours first because I need to. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have more to pick um, from. Um, yeah. So I think my favorite for multiple reasons, b- both because it was my first episode of Doctor Who, like actual full episode where I wasn't just watching bits and pieces. And also just because it's so distinctive and so immediately draws you into the to the story and trying to figure out what's going on. My favorite opening Doctor Who line is still um, Eccleston in the first new series season um, when he just looked at Rose and said, run. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I'm going to. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Actually, I think it was more like run. But... Well, yes, and then they, <laughs> they, they, they did a lot of running. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it didn't normally become a thing, like, in the classic series. Like That's fair. It wasn't really a, the same way it is now, where, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, what's the opening line going to be? Yeah, like, I mean, it, 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 it obviously matters. Uh, I think... Maybe after we've done this, we should talk about ending lines because that is normally oh. more like impactful. Those are good. And like, yeah, people tend to remember those. I guess I, yeah, uh, because it's sort of the first time it really happened and we kind of saw it in the new series. Uh, it would have been the regeneration between nine and 10 when like they kind of had that sort of amnesia effects mm-hmm. come in like where they can't remember things and they're not sure on things so like when they're checking themselves and it's just like when he's talking about like uh like he's got new teeth mm-hmm. uh, and how that's weird and then cuts back to the conversation he's having rose's reaction kind of helps with that a bit uh that's true yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and i really like the 11th doctors as well for the same but that's one who he's talking to himself about everything and it kind <laughs> of goes on for a little bit uh so yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of i think yeah run is definitely really good too um uh, but that's mainly because we, it wasn't like their first line it's just because that's the first time we saw them yeah uh that that would be that would be a weird thing to say as soon as you uh, won't regenerate it's just run <laughs> like that's that's a bit sinister but it's fine <laughs> but that would be terrifying actually yeah a little bit <laughs> so yeah like the newer doctors have sort of better openers in general. Yeah. Uh, but that's I would because agree. the older ones didn't take, like, it, they didn't make much fanfare about it, honestly. Right. That's the thing. Well, because if I'm remembering correctly, wasn't Doctor Who not that popular when it was original series? Like, not, oh. some of them were more popular than others, but just in general, it yes. wasn't the huge thing that it is now. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely much were more widespread than it ever mm-hmm. ha- was in the classic series. It was still popular for the UK. People right. enjoyed it. Right. But it, it was also you, before it, it was so easy to have media go across 
country yes and everything. that's that's a massive sort of point like uh then it was shipping massive containers of film reel so yeah and with how many episodes there were just places didn't do it right and you can't really blame them because like <laughs> each episode was in like its own film canister yeah and there were and there were sometimes up to 10 episodes per story, like the War Games, which is the, the, the second Doctor's uh, final story. That has 10 episodes. Yeah, and that's just, that's a lot of film. And even a 25-minute mm-hmm. film, I mean, yeah. if you have 10 of them, that stack's going to weigh a decent chunk. Yeah. So the shipping fees alone yeah. would have been astronomical. Plus, it wasn't as easy to make copies of film. No, I mean that's why a lot um uh some of those first and second doctor stories are, are completely gone mm-hmm. because the movies just wipe their tapes um and uh before they uh implemented actually saving them, which yeah. obviously is good they, um they actually uh, I've got two things because I was uh, two tangent two tangents uh if you think about the sort of the, the last doctor uh, the the second doctor's war game story this is the last story of the second doctor it means a lot to people mm-hmm. but that's 10 episodes so that would have been two and a half months of content yeah yeah that's true so either way like getting all of that together you're still going to be a lot fine because you can't just send one episode like at a time because then you've got the then it's just going to get lost and that's just a uh, managing issue all itself Right. No, that's true. I mean, c- compiling all of that and shipping two and a half months worth of stuff across mm-hmm. country lines and in a ship mm-hmm. or anything like that's going to yeah. be a huge pain in the butt. Yeah. So it's just not something that would have been easy to do back then in like the 50, 60s and 70s and everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we have digital media. Yeah. And it helps so much. You can push a button and mm-hmm. it's transferred via internet to another country and another person, and that person can then play it on, you know, whatever they've paid to license it to run on. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a huge difference. I think that's why we're probably seeing such a big surge in BBC shows and British TV shows oh, coming yeah, over to America and being yeah. consumed because you know people are finding them for the first time and they're like, oh my god, this is amazing! Why didn't I know mm-hmm. about it? Because yeah. 20 years ago, we couldn't ship it over here. Yeah, and even if they could ship things, not everything was chosen to be shipped. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just because Doctor Who did well, or moderately well in the UK, that, that well, you know, we don't assume that it's ever going to, you know, be a massive global phenomenon uh, that it was 50, 50 years later. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so it's like, is that cost worth it? Are people going to... Uh, basically, are they going to get enough back from doing it? Because at the end of the day, they're still a company. Right, kind, right. Kind of. Uh, BBC's a weird one. <laughs> um, that's general. true. So, yeah. Um, uh, and this, oh, no, carry on. I was just going to say, because I think it's a little bit like PBS, but also it's a company that's making uh, Public shows. broadcasting network? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. P- PBS, sorry. No, no, PBS, it's fine. Uh, is, yeah, it's public broadcasting service Mm -hmm. Mm. i think it's service it's basically it's like a a public access channel it's a channel that everyone has access to even if you don't have cable and they have a lot of like that's what sesame street and mr rogers were on that's that's really interesting so do you do you like pay for that 
at all? Like, I think it's it's partly included in taxes. I think they get oh, some subsidies. I'd okay. have to look into it more to tell you 100%. Yeah. But I believe, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, they get some yeah. subsidies from the government to, mm-hmm. because they're doing educational shows. That but makes sense. Also, they get um, donations from people. Mm-hmm. They do fundraising and stuff. So I think that's yeah. where they get some of their money too. Yeah. And yeah. I think they still have commercials and stuff air. So yeah. there's that too. Well, uh, the uh, BBC doesn't. Uh, and there's a mm. TV license people have to pay for it. But speaking of educational shows, Doctor Who started as an educational show, oh. uh, which is how it actually got onto the BBC network in the first place. The whole point was it is that it was, it was never going to be a Monster of the Week show. It was going to be... It's like a science show. Yeah, like where they travel around to different time periods and all that kind of thing and just oh. interact with those kind of people. Yes, there'd be stories and things that the Doctor would have to do, right. but it wasn't always going to be monsters. That did change very quickly in with the with the introduction of the Daleks in like the second serial, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's not how it was originally got on the air and how it pitched. But then the Daleks did uh, so well. I think it uh, like ten million individual like households viewed it, which in the sixties was a ridiculous. huge number. So then it changed form, and it still does have the uh, like it, it's educational in even now, but it's not yeah. nearly as as massively like ingrained as uh, as the plan was yeah it's not as focused on education they've kind of spread it out from there but that's cool mm-hmm. i didn't know that so look mm-hmm. everyone's learning including me today <laughs> we keep going up well this wasn't really yeah. a tangent we're discussing no, no. the history of it it's just yeah. not about the doctors themselves specifically but that's okay no. i often do this in my episodes yeah one more very slight tangent sorry uh-huh. nope, uh, just because i remember uh, i remember it. um they were sort of wiping tapes to reuse them in the 60s mm-hmm. uh or oh, they were that's right i forgot yeah. they did that yeah which is why we lost uh some episodes i think it was like during the 70s where they stopped it but there's a sort of rumor uh, about sort of the person who went to get them to stop i don't know if it's true but i'd like to believe it is because it makes for a good story that the one that they were about to wipe was the first ever serial. Oh, you mean like the the like, first episode? Uh, yeah, the first episode. They that was the next one to be wiped. Oh. Um, before they uh, before they could uh, before they cho- chose to implement not wiping them and saving them. Uh, I don't know if that's one hundred percent true. I'd like to believe it's true, but it's just a fun little fact in brackets that I have heard of uh so yeah that's cool yeah that is that it makes a cool story whether it's true or not is yeah. of course the question but it is a cool yeah cool information okay so now back on to <laughs> actual doctors and not more the show that's fine it's so, yeah. i mean it's all the yeah. same thing um yeah talking about the newer doctors because those are i think those are the ones i'm definitely more familiar with and i think people are more familiar with now that are you know around yeah. our In age general. no that's definitely fair because even though you can get a lot of the uh, older episodes like on sort of services. Like it's still much more of a chore because like all of the, the newer episodes are like on streaming services like mm-hmm. Netflix. You can watch them all without any sort of issue. Right. Still finding classic gets harder because there's no real precedent for syndicating those kind of shows. Oh yeah. I could see that because they're so old and they were, they were shot differently so it's not the same way that we have series now. So how how would you license them? I could see that being difficult. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if it actually is or the BBC are just like holding that back for some whatever reason. I know that services like BritBox, uh, I've heard of it, exists at least in the, the American market where they will just mail you like the DVD and that's how you watch it. Uh, but that's still not like as up to date and as immediate as streaming everything else is yeah yeah so it's definitely more of a you need to try do you need to put in a little bit of work to, to watch the old stuff and some of it it like there's a lot there so it's whether you know you can actually get through it all because i've not even seen everything um i've seen bits and pieces of most everything but right uh, i've maybe only seen maybe about half it, that's even like uh like uh, probably an overestimation of how much i've seen yeah because getting well like you said getting a hold of the episode that means some of them were wiped and some of them you can't get oh, easily well. on streaming and stuff yeah um yeah i mean yeah. in the uk it's a little better just <laughs> because it's you know it's 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 homegrown and stuff mm-hmm. so like some libraries have like them for rent mm-hmm. um like so you can rent them from that but in, in general if you can't then you just have to go and buy them <laughs> Uh, but even again, you still can't buy them on sort of download. I'm curious. So, who's your favorite companion? Mm. And is there and are there any that you hate? Okay. Because I know there's there's a couple of the companions that people have oh. very strong opinions on. Hate is a Dislike, big word. Um, or like less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, of, of course, the ones uh-huh. that I like less. Favorite um, from mm-hmm. from sort of newer stuff. I think Donna might be the best companion from from the the newer series. I think she's the most underrated. <laughs> uh, I mean, Martha's fairly underrated too. Oh, I love. I liked Martha. I liked Martha too, but her arc is very similar to Rose, and a lot of people really liked Rose. So it was like a sort of conflict of having those kind of characters right next to each other. Yeah, that's fair. Martha, not Martha, uh, Donna was just a friend. Mm -hmm. And that appealed to uh, fans of the older series because the Doctor was never romantically interested in anyone. Uh, He just travelled around with people that he liked the look of and were smart uh, and that were friends. So it was very much appealing to the older way of doing things. And the stories were just fun because there was no tension about, oh, are they going to kiss? Are they not? There was never like that to worry about. So I felt like it sort of went smoother, just in general. Yeah. And I like I like Donna's arc. It's sad. It's really sad. It, uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I have to agree. It is really sad. And I think when I say underrated, I know a lot of people um, who don't care for Donna. They didn't like her personality. They didn't like how like brassy she was personally i loved it i thought it was great and oh i liked I, I loved it too yeah it was sometimes the doctor needs to be told yeah. you're doing yeah sometimes <laughs> like he like he's a 900 year old person sometimes he's going to lose perspective like that's the whole point of the companion yes to sort of bring that back for him. right to give him perspective but also i mean there's the fact that he's brilliant and he knows he's brilliant in all of his iterations. So sometimes he needs someone to just knock him down a peg. And Donna was perfect for that. Just check himself. Yeah. yeah. Just to yeah, knock him down really just a little out. bit. And I really liked their dynamic because they, it reminded me a lot of like a brother and sister. Yeah. I can definitely understand that. That's yeah. It, it, it was very reminiscent of that type of a relationship between the two of them. And, mm-hmm. and I have a brother. So for me, that resonated very strongly. I don't know if Donna's my favorite. For me, it's 
I think I have like a three-way tie between okay all right let's let's hear your opinions so my three-way tie i think is rose donna and amelia i like amy amy pond yeah i like amy a lot um Um, yeah um i wasn't gonna say amy because uh my general opinion of doctor from the latest series is that series five is the best series uh since it came back which includes amy uh everything about it is uh, in my opinion, amazing. There's very few dud episodes, and even the dud ones you can watch. Uh, but mm-hmm. so back to your opinion. Uh, Donna, yeah, great. Amy, great. Rose, okay. All right. <laughs> Controversial opinion. Controversial opinion. Not the biggest fan of Rose, which is fine. I liked Rose a lot with the Ninth Doctor. Not so much with the Tenth. Um, I liked how... I, I preferred them as friends before... They were romantically in like connected. Honestly, I just felt like that dynamic was better. But I know that people do not agree with me. That's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I, yeah, I like both. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really liked how. Well, I, I think part of it, part of what I liked about Rose was her growth. So yeah, that's that's fair. Like uh, I, I, yeah, because like I have to agree with you to a certain extent. I would. I preferred her with Eccleston the, mm-hmm. with the, with that series because it, even though she kind of had a little bit of hero worship and was a little obsessed with him, it it wasn't in this. Yeah, she has a massive, right. like, really good arc of just going from a person who didn't want to do anything and had a sort of monotonous life to to to, to the end of that series where they literally opened mm-hmm. up the TARDIS to go yeah. and get them. Yeah, there's, the the arc there is really good. They learn a lot, and it's a really good introduction for the series to come back. I uh, like. I completely agree with that. Rose was a great character for the audience to re- to resonate with because everyone can resonate with having a nine to five job that they don't want to do, Ugh. having a just going out doing random things, trying to enjoy life as much as you can. But you know, like everyone, everyone can sort of get behind that that idea rose was a really good person that everyone could relate to in some way so i definitely i definitely agree that rose is great for that yeah and i i yeah that's true i feel like all of all of the ones that we've mentioned have something about them that can resonate with a lot of people like you just mentioned with rose she's Mm -hmm. stuck in this job that's boring (laughs) as heck and she doesn't really enjoy it and then she gradually grows into this like really strong woman Mm -hmm. and like with donna she yes she's a little brassy and very Mm -hmm. in your face but she's almost like everyone's inner voice like when yeah definitely like that's that's the person you'd like if like your brain was like fast enough to think of that thing on the spot and put someone down like yes yeah, yeah. she's she is the inner voice that we all keep filtered mm-hmm. <laughs> like when someone's especially when someone's irritating you or you're stuck doing something you don't want to like every time she rolled her eyes at her mom or something like that i was mm. like oh my i've had moments like that yeah <laughs> but uh, i didn't do it but i've had moments where i was doing yeah. that internally mm. No, definitely. And then um, with Amy, yeah, I, I feel like everyone can relate to having that moment, even if it's not a time, just at least having those moments or two where you're confused about a relationship. Or yeah, definitely. Unsure if you're in the <clears throat> right one. 
yeah. I mean, the Doctor is a a a, a big exaggeration on like because of course everyone would like to be with them mm-hmm. because it's, they travel around time and space. I mean, just in general, people would like to travel, but yeah, he's he's like the problem is is that is appealing to people, and mm-hmm. while he's not interested at all, like you can totally understand why someone would get totally swept up in that. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. And I do, um, I, I liked, again, trying not to do spoilers, but I really mm-hmm. liked the end of Rose's arc yes. with the doctor and the way that they wrapped it <clears throat> up, the, like the very end, the end yeah. that happens later, later, later. Sorry, guys, trying not to do spoilers. So that's why we're being so vague. Um, no, nope, nope. yeah, uh, I had to remember which bit you meant, but yes, I, I'm with Yes, but I I like that ending because mm-hmm. they really did it in a way that could satisfy everyone. Yeah, which they didn't necessarily have to do. I no, understand creating some angst among the fans, but mm-hmm. I like that they took the time to do that and that they took the time to go back and really give Rose a happy ending. Yeah, definitely, that's fair. Like bittersweet for uh, for for the sort of context of it. Right. Again, not spoilery, but. <laughs> definitely definitely something that you're at least happy to see end which yes like you're right you don't always need it and it's not always going to happen but you but know it's, it's yeah, nice yeah it's nice when it's there okay so now we've yeah. talked about our favorites i think because of our sort of choices we're gonna have a opinion but let's let's talk about this who do we like not like as much <laughs> <laughs> because I think we're about to say the same person, and that's not going to surprise me. Because uh, um, mine is Clara. I, I don't like Clara. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I. Uh, so in terms of the companions, she's not horrible, and I really liked the way they introduced her. I thought the way they introduced yeah. her initially was really cool. Yeah, definitely agree with that. I but just, I don't like the way she played herself played the character no i I get that um i actually uh have like a fairly good strong opinion on this i feel like it would have been so much better so much better if the doctor ended up traveling around with the victoria and clara yes i agree because that character was better again had that kind of feisty nature which donna had but was not like not quite as sort of intense but they were nice like they cared like and also just having a companion out of the present day would be really cool like we've not had one of those yet that's true so i really feel kind of like they they missed a trick there in my opinion i yeah i would agree on all of those counts i do agree that it would be nice to have a companion that wasn't out of mm-hmm. the modern time because all of the current companions have been which is you know, it's cool, yeah. it's whatever, but it'd be interesting to see someone from the past also, because I, if I'm remembering correctly, they did that in the original series. They did, yes. Uh, like, Leela was from, uh, I think, an alien planet. I'm not entirely sure on that. And K-9 was from the deep, deep future. Mm-hmm. I suppose Jack is an interesting one, oh. because I've also realized we haven't talked about Jack. That's true. I don't, I think part of it for me is I don't think of him as necessarily one of the companions. Yeah, like, he was there for, like, a bit of Eccleston's run, but, like, it was more like an extended stay. Mm-hmm. I, I can kind of get you. But he was, like, the closest we had to a companion out of time in in, in, the, in the, the current series, anyway. 
But yeah, they definitely did it in season in series before. That was definitely something they did. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. He he was probably the closest since he was mm-hmm. from the future. But I I have to admit his arc though I do like, and yes. I enjoyed the way they threw in something. I can't remember what episode it, the title or anything was, but it's the one with the, like, everyone's trapped in the cars. Trapped in the cars. Uh, gridlock? Yes, Gridlock. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, he even remembers the names. Um, yeah. So in Gridlock, I liked how they mentioned, they they mentioned him, Jack, without actually directly saying that it was him. Because later, when you see Jack, it yes. gets referenced back again, and you're like, it's like <clears throat> mind blown. You're like, yeah, no, I know exactly which bit you're on about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it's a really cool way that they they kind of worked it back in again. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, back to Clara because <laughs> yeah, just that's just my opinion on the character. Like, no, I I agree. The one fake out would have been fine. The mm-hmm. two fake outs, I was like okay that's kind of weird and then when she finally showed up i was like i like the other one better (laughs) yeah it's just it was just a little underwhelming yeah honestly well and Uh, i have to yeah i have to say i think part of it for me is kind of like you said the victorian clara was a little just a little bit softer just a little bit less in your face just enough so that the fact that she had this like sassy attitude didn't Mm -hmm. irritate you and then with the actual clara she was so just like i guess the best way is she never hesitated no she was donna turned up to 11. well she was donna turned up to 11 but donna wasn't necessarily like cocky donna was just not gonna take your bs no but you know but she also did a great job of like being Donna was a great moral compass uh-huh. for the Doctor, especially in the, the Fires of Pompeii. Yes. Uh, like, just that scene alone kind of separates the two characters, at least. Uh, and I know they tried to do the same with uh, with Clara, but it just never felt 100% genuine. I don't, I don't know why, but it just was off. Yeah, um, I, th- I think part of it for me, too, is that, like, with Donna, yes, she was in your face, but... It was it was this like I'm not gonna take your BS. I'm gonna tell you bluntly like you need to pay attention to this too. Mm, and yes. with Clara, I felt like it was a little more like yes, I'm gonna tell you, but it's because I'm right. It's it's not because you need to pay attention to X, Y, and Z because mm. my moral decision is the right moral decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can definitely. Yeah, like it it felt like that a little bit to me, which I didn't click with as much i don't like the people that are like i'm self-righteous and no better than you it i don't care for it yeah i I can definitely get that and i i feel like she was a little bit more like that than some of the other companions Mm -hmm. i didn't care for that as much can totally get behind that uh but i will also say like by the 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 quality of writing at least in my opinion past amy and rory went down a little i mean it already got off the rails it already gone a little off the rails with the writing yeah it had gotten a little crazy (laughs) yeah and by the time clara came around and it never like really like there were some good episodes like season the series eight has 
good episodes, mm-hmm. but it was never quite as consistent as it used to be. Right. Well, and I think part of it too is that a lot of people didn't click with Capaldi. No, uh, he was very different. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, from what I've been told, because again, I haven't watched most of the original series, from what I've been told, yeah. it was a little more reminiscent of the original series, a little more serious. Of the sixth, sixth Doctor, Colin Baker? Yeah. Yeah, just a little more serious, a little more, like, dark. Oh, oh, like, as in, like, the first Doctor? Yeah, I could, t- yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. As opposed to the sort of, like, yes, there were dark moments, but a lot yeah. of times he was goofy kind of Doctor that everyone had gotten used to. Yes. Um, and I think another issue with uh, the Twelfth Doctor, because I like the Twelfth Doctor. Yeah, I don't dislike him, just to be clear. I don't dislike him. I just know that there's a lot of people who no. with him. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues is mm-hmm. his arc wasn't thought out. Oh. beforehand so like he had the well i mean yeah it, that's what it kind of feels like because he had the whole series of where he's questioning if he's a and then you go into season nine and the first time you see him he's riding a tank playing a guitar tonally they're very different and there wasn't really as much of a connection to get to that point mm-hmm. yeah like that's true it kind of like if he'd have started to get a bit looser towards the end of sort of series eight you could maybe see it but it just felt like like oh no we're done with that we're now going to do this other thing just out of nowhere yeah no that's true because it you're right he was very like he was very serious and then Mm. there was that sudden shift yeah like it felt i mean it felt like i mean maybe they were just changing the character Mm-hmm. Because people didn't like how serious it was. I mean, that's and possible. <laughs> I understand that, but it just would have been better for me, like if there was a loosening up of that character, if he became a little more open, mm-hmm. because it was such a jarring change. Yeah, no. This is not the character we were with last season. Last season, like that's not. This is this is not what that was. Yeah, no, that's very true. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, he did mellow her in season, series 10 mm-hmm. with Bill, and I feel like that is probably his really good season. I never actually saw any of the episodes with Bill. Oh, really? I, I only saw the episodes with Clara, because what happened is Mike and I were watching through the series. Okay. And we, we had completely caught up, and we started watching Capaldi, but by that point, we had been watching, like, when we were together watching TV, had watched mm. almost exclusively Doctor Who. Yeah. Get to get through all of the first few seasons of the new series, and I was ah. just a little burnt. <laughs> yeah, I needed I needed a break. So yeah, I, we, no. I when we switched doctors, I was like, okay, break time, time out. Let's watch something else for a while. And you just not gone back yet? Yeah, I didn't get back into it, and I did watch the first couple episodes of the newest Doctor, and I mm. really like her. Yes, I like her, and I'm so happy they finally did a female Doctor. People have been talking about it for a couple of seasons now yeah. and i really like who they chose yeah i like jodie whittaker uh, yes jodie whittaker yeah that's her name uh, i really like her mm-hmm. i don't have an issue with her being a female doctor no i don't either there were a few other options that i would have thought were pretty good like Haley atwell was mentioned and i would have been fine with Haley atwell too oh she would have done a good yeah. job i mean she can maybe do it later it's fine oh and um 
you know who I could have seen being a good doctor, <clears throat> and I'm blanking on her name right now. She was in Downton Abbey. Okay. Um, and she was also in The Hogfather. It's Michelle. Oh, Michelle Dockery. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I I really like Michelle Dockery, and it's true that she's like both of those roles are more serious, but I've seen her in some shows where she was a little more comedic and she pulled it off pretty well. I mean, having that range is always good because he can be serious. Yes. Like sometimes he needs to be. Right. Well, they need to be, I suppose, now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But then if, I don't know if you've seen The Hogfather, which is a Terry Pratchett book-based movie. No, I've never seen that. She did a really good job, I think, of portraying Susan, Death's granddaughter, who, you know, has that very, like, sarcastic, sardonic, mm. very, I've seen it all, I'm kind of done with the world <laughs> sort of attitude. <laughs> but, but at the same okay. time, she stops and is, like, teaching the two kids that she's the governess of not to be scared of the monsters under the bed because you can fight back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, stuff like that, where I, I feel like she also could have been a kind of a fun choice. I don't know if she, like, I think I like Jenna Whitaker better. Mm-hmm. And now that I've seen her doing it. Yeah. But I, I would have loved seeing Michelle Dockery in the role too. I mean, but that's always the case. Uh, there's always going to be like a range of people you'd like to see in the role. Yeah, that's very true. And sometimes uh, they sort of, uh, they surprise you with people, Matt Smith, very much unknown before Doctor Who at all. That is very um, true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just in general, going back to sort of companion stuff, Clara just didn't nail it for me. Yeah, same. I I know my um my husband really likes her. He likes yeah. her as a companion. I'm like, eh, I don't hate yeah. her, but I don't like her either. She's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it's her fault or if it's the writing's fault. I think it's the writing because I mean, yeah. think about it. We both liked her as Victoria and Clara. We did. So I don't I don't think it was the actress's fault. No. I think that was probably her how she was directed to change the character maybe i could i I could get behind that yeah so i don't feel like it's necessarily her fault because if it was if it was the actress's fault we wouldn't like any of the iterations of you know what that's that's a fair point i didn't think about it either the actress herself whose name i'm blanking on jenna coleman (laughs) thank you jenna coleman she did fine but it's just that the way they changed clara as they changed which iteration of it she was I just didn't like the one they picked to, to be the one that stuck around is all. Yeah, no, I can, I can agree with that. Uh, I also don't like where Clara's storyline went into the 50th anniversary. Like, I don't like what they did with that. Again, spoilers trying to avoid how that storyline came to a head. I feel like it was making that character far too grandiose. So, but that's as much as I can say without spoiling anything. Giving things yeah. away. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I I really like the new companions. Oh yeah, with um with the newest Doctor, mm. I the thirteenth yes. Doctor. I I really like the companions they have with mm-hmm. her. I like that there's three of them. Yeah, I like that they're all so different. No, that's that was a really nice and change that we haven't really seen mm-hmm. uh, in New Doctor. Like uh, <clears throat> there was obviously the end of Series Four where there were quite a few people with the Doctor briefly, right. but not travelling. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to sort of go back to the sort of classic look there, because in the classic series, it was common to have three companions. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the fact is, is he normally had, or at least in classic series, he normally had 
multiple companions. Like he started with uh, Susan Ian Chesterton, Ian Chesterton, and Barbara Wright, who were his granddaughter, and two teachers who were teaching his granddaughter. Uh, so, like first, the the first sort of companion sort of group was three people. Okay. So, I mean, it, it fluctuated, obviously. Sometimes it was uh, one person, sometimes it was multiple. Uh, but right. they, were, they were much more open to having that many people. Right. To almost having like a little family unit instead of just having it be mm. a couple. And I kind of almost wonder if maybe that's why they chose to do it with the, this newest doctor. Because the newest doctor is a woman. Yeah. And so they might not have wanted people to start like shipping her with whoever the companion turned out to be um yeah i can get that uh that didn't really work uh <laughs> well of, of course not because people are gonna ship anyway but that doesn't mean they have to encourage no, it no no that's that's fair um i mean to be fair we can't really complain about shipping we we do it i know with everyone on countless heroes <laughs> <laughs> that is incredibly uh, true um yeah but also um, like you said it because I, I remember hearing that there were multiple um, companions sometimes in the, the old series. I didn't realize it was mm. common, but I remember hearing that it happened. So it wouldn't surprise me if part of the reason they went back to multiple companions for her mm. is that because they were making such a big change for a lot of people mm. and having a female doctor, they decided they wanted to bring something back in from the old school show as well and have more companions. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could definitely get behind that. And they balanced yeah. out the group, quote unquote. You know, there's the two guys and then there's two women. Yeah. Which, of course, is going to result in some pairing off shipping that people do uh, outside and I mean, in fandom. You'd hope but... not, because two of them are technically now related. So mm -hmm. you'd hope that that wasn't the case. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, but you never know. <laughs> you never do know with the internet. There's there's all sorts of things. Yeah, no, that's very true. And on that pleasant note, <laughs> um, this, okay, last question. Sure. Uh, and I have a feeling this episode is going to be longer. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so last question before we call it into the episode mm -hmm. is, who is your favorite new series doctor? Eleventh. Uh, um, I don't. Uh, there's no point being around the bush for this. I, like I said, I loved <laughs> Series 5. Mm -hmm. I loved uh, The Eleventh Doctor's opening. It was really good, just in general, like, of a good way to get to know this new character. Mm -hmm. Especially after, like, losing David Tennant. Yeah. Because, you know, like, uh, I was really sceptic about the, the new guy because losing David Tennant was, like, the first time that I'd been going through this. And, like, that cycle of, like, oh, I hate the new guy. Yeah, but no, I fell in love with him. Well, and like like you said, he, he was an unknown. Like, no one knew yeah. who this guy was. Who's Matt Smith? Mm -hmm. Who is this person? Like, people yeah. had at least heard of David Tennant when he was chosen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to replace Eccleston. And a lot of people were like, what new doctor mm. who dis? But like, <laughs> when they heard about Matt Smith. But, like, David Tennant has become, for the most part, the favorite for like the, the the new series so when you go to replace them same thing happened with tom with tom baker it's always going to be a struggle yeah because people love them so much but i just fell completely and utterly in love with his character yeah uh throughout all of the series like he was good even when the episodes weren't that good no that's uh, true. he was still a really good person to follow 
and I enjoyed that. Yeah, he did a really good job of acting the role. I have to admit, uh, David Tennant mm-hmm. is also my favorite actor. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. Uh, like it, yeah. he did amazingly with um, uh, with. Well, and I mean, also the other thing is too. If you stop and think about it, mm. the the companions that you the companion that you and I both said we loved, Donna, you know, he was the doctor for Donna. So yes. it, it makes it makes sense that if we're drawn to the companion, we might also be more drawn to the doctor because the react the interactions between the two of them are gonna be part of the reason. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh I also I liked seeing the differences but be- with him between the different companions. Yeah, I was just about to say this. Um with Matt Smith, it's a little harder to sort of gauge because he had Amy and Rory. Uh, and, and well, he also had Clara for a, a small amount of time. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, she was there. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And I guess he sort of had River, sort of. Br- briefly. But the, but either way, like with with the 10th Doctor, it was everyone got a series. Mm-hmm. Like he had three indis- like very much companions. Uh, and then obviously in the specials had like people he traveled with. Right. But like, it was like, there was more opportunity for different characters for him to bounce off. I, I can definitely agree with you there. So yeah. yeah, that's true. And actually he even had, cause wasn't Martha with Tennant also? Yeah. So he, he even had some like one or two that were short lived <laughs> ones snuck in there. Yes. Well, um, I don't know if Martha was super short lived. Well, no, that's had, true. She had most uh, of it. Yeah, she, Rose was gone. He, he, yeah, he also did have uh, River uh, briefly. That's true, and Jack again briefly. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got to say the Martha storyline was one of my favorites. Again, not spoilers, just in case people mm-hmm. don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, that that whole few episode arc is great. <laughs> Yeah, I like what happened with her after. And I like mm-hmm. I like how they tied her back to some of the previous companions. Yeah. Again, without being spoilery. Um, yeah, no, uh, I think I understand what you mean. Yeah, I thought it I thought it was a cute way to tie everything back together a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Especially cuz it makes sense because after traveling with the doctor so much, you're not just going to want to go back to an everyday desk job. No, that's definitely true. Like he's going to have an effect on you. Yeah. I really like how they ended David Tennant's run. The mm-hmm. the, the way yeah. they handled it and that that last piece with Donna. Yeah. Um and the gift and everything i'm just like that was amazing yeah that was it was it was literally like a perfect way for him to say goodbye to the companion that yeah was his best friend and like his Mm -hmm. sister yeah that that all of that bit uh had heartbreaking yeah (laughs) although as 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 a last real bombshell topic to end this Mm. i'm gonna say I don't like his regeneration. I don't. I don't like. Which one? You mean like you don't like when Ted showed up, or you don't like the way he he left? I don't ah. like his last line. I don't like it. I don't um, remember what his last line is. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't think this is spoilery, but um, it's just I don't want to go. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't like being kind of like that at the end because. Just every every doctor before it had come to terms and accepted. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like it robs the character of just the little thing there. Yeah. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I understand that a lot of people like it. I, so, I feel like it was a little bit uh, of fans. That per- the, that particular yes. phrasing and stuff at the end was a little bit of fan service. Yes. Um, as opposed yeah. to necessarily 100% being what the character would say. I agree with you yeah. that after yeah. all of these iterations he's supposed to have had, it would make more sense for him to have come to terms with the fact that sometimes he's going to have to regenerate. But also, yes. I kind of, I get where you're coming from, but I kind of like the idea mm-hmm. that, at least for me, my headcanon, is, given the way they ended it with him, with him visiting some people. Um, yes. I feel like part of it is because, you know, if you go back and look, he really did have some of the, the best companions some of some of yes. the most loved yeah. now everyone loves amy and mm-hmm. a lot of people some people like clara and I, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um i i feel like just he he had some of the best companions and companions that people were really attached to mm-hmm. definitely so for me my head canon that i kind of like is part of it is that it wasn't just because he's not ready to regenerate because he's done this how many times now yeah but also because he doesn't want to say goodbye to those people completely. And every time he regenerates because he's so different, he might see them like briefly, but it's never the same. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like that I could understand, especially with um, the stuff that I'm going through for Soxie, my character on Countless Heroes, who's Uh... losing memories and stuff like that because of things that are happening you know she also is like every time it happens it hurts her to have to say goodbye to something and lose something yeah i can definitely get that so i i feel i feel like because of having done that with soxy i kind of understand might have been from with tenant even better yes when he had to say goodbye as the 11th doctor (sighs) yes yeah, I know, but it was it was heartbreaking. I yeah. was so sad mm-hmm. <laughs> for so many yeah. reasons. All of the scenes made me sad, and I I loved that. Of course, Martha knew. I think most everyone knew. Yeah, Jack knew. Well, Donna did. Jack knew. Yeah, Jack knew. Donna didn't because she didn't even. Speak. Um. Yeah. Uh. Um. Like. Yeah, like some like the people who like still without again being spoilery have knowledge of what happened they knew mm-hmm. yeah um yeah um so yeah that's true like some people didn't um and it's yeah it, oh <laughs> oh uh just thinking about it, it it's tough it's because it's really well done it's really well done it's it's the, it's the yeah. problem uh well it's not a problem obviously mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's why you feel it so hard. Yes. Um, and it's one of the things I like about Doctor Who is you get all of these highs where like there's crazy antics and you're like, who thought up this alien that's insane? Like that's a crazy alien to imagine. Mm-hmm. Like um, the the last human, quote unquote, that they have in some of the earlier um, episodes with Eccleston mm-hmm. and, and Rose, like just that kind of stuff that they came up with. You're like thought of this but then there's also moments where you're like it's so gut-wrenchingly painful because you're watching someone basically say goodbye forever to their best friend 
and it's and it's painful and there's all these highs and lows and everything in between and it just makes for a really good show yeah spoiler alert it's a really good show you should yeah. go watch it <laughs> if, if 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 anything just uh why don't we both give one episode that we think you should watch if you've not seen the show to to get into it because i've got I, i've got mine um uh it's again from uh, uh david Holmes run it's called blink oh yeah God. Um, the, the, the reason this one's a great one is because it has enough of the doctor in it, uh, for you to get mm-hmm. a feel of it and that kind of thing. And you also get a feel of the sci-fi elements. It's very doctor light, uh, and focuses more on just regular people interacting in these situations. The story's great. Uh, the monster's scary. Yeah. That's my pick. So yeah, it's a single episode too. Mm-hmm. So you don't even need to watch. So 45 minutes and if you like it great if you don't then yeah <laughs> yeah and you will never ever look at statues the same no, way you again. will not just a yeah. warning <laughs> Ooh, you know i think that's a really really good one i've never thought about that like which episode mm. would i point them yeah. at if they only were gonna watch one yeah. to see if they like the mm-hmm. show you know i f- i can't remember the name of the episode uh, i can probably but, but uh, so <laughs> It's the one where I can't, I, I can't even remember if it's Eccleston or Tennant mm. actually, but it's the Rose is the companion and they're on, it's the hospital planet that had, um, that had the cat yeah, nurse. Uh, it's called New Earth. New Earth. Uh, it's David Tennant. Uh, it, it's, it is Tennant. Okay. It, it's his first episode after the Christmas special. Uh, but yeah, it's a good episode. Uh, carry on. Um, so I feel like that's a good episode because it introduces a lot of different aspects of the series. There's a lot of interaction between the doctor and his companion. There's also dilemmas that have to be solved and you get to see some of the creative ways he comes up with solutions to things, but you also get to see how he handles some of the moral dilemmas that he gets faced with on a the daily because he has all of this knowledge and all of this power mm-hmm. and has to figure out how he's going to use it. yeah and he has to decide whether he's going to attack or whether he's going to fight back yeah in positive ways and all that yeah. kind of stuff so i i feel like it's a really good snapshot of some of the things you can see throughout the series yeah no i definitely agree that's a really good point <laughs> yeah because new earth does a really good job of setting up the 10th doctor i think mm-hmm. so like because well it's just it's a good way of setting up a, uh, who's supposed to heal people uh, and he's in a hospital you know right. things happen <laughs> uh it, yeah um uh it also has uh, a couple of things that keep coming back so it gives you like tie-ins to future if if you if you want that if that's something that's important to you you'll get a couple of that you'll get a little bit of that there but yeah okay so it's interesting we both gave david Tennant episodes because we did yeah. <laughs> well because he's our favorite doctor so it makes sense but, well he's yours <laughs> uh, but we also gave very different ones yeah, yeah. I, I gave one more based on a good just episode of doctor who mm-hmm uh, where you've sort of given one right for the character. Right. Which is kind of what I hoped happened, and it did. <laughs> so that's a nice way of rounding it off. That's true. Yep. 
they're both available on pretty much every streaming service yeah. like you could find them. If you like them, great. Let us know. If you don't, tell us why. That actually leads me into my final question for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the final question, mm. me and Ange and Logan and some of the other talking. Sure. One of the things that came up for Geek Thyself is that while it's very informative and I try to be as entertaining as possible, it might be more palatable as a conversation between two people discussing a topic instead of just me lecturing somebody for half an hour. Mm. And we were trying to figure out who to bring on with me. Okay. And one of the names that came up, and we were wondering if you're interested, is <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, would I be interested in talking to you more about random geeky stuff? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to have to really consider this. Um, doesn't really mm-hmm. feel like my thing. Yeah, no, of course. That sounds great. Okay, Why wouldn't awesome. I do that? Um, so, yeah. well, if, if I end up yeah, leaving so- all of this in, then you all heard it here first. We are changing the format of Geek Thyself, and we're still going to be talking about new topics. Um, so we'll have to figure out how sure. we're going to coordinate that part. But it's now going to be me and Russell having a conversation yeah. about those topics instead of just me talking to you for half an hour. <laughs> sure. I'm good with this. This is going to be fun. Why yeah, not? <laughs> I think so. Please remember to check out all the other wonderful shows and productions that we have at nerdsmith.org. You can submit questions or topic suggestions to me on Twitter at amethyst underscore magic with a CK. Or you can email me at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. I'll be back next week with a new and interesting topic. Until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Clearly was pretty smitten, <laughs> taking her back and showing her stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, he is. Back already. I'll show me mine if you show your me's. What? What was it? Oh, <laughs> I just says, what the f*** is wrong with us? Spendable money for your ill-gotten booty. Hey, I worked hard to come by this booty. Squats every goddamn day. <laughs> you know what, Logan? Why don't you name your NPCs? Everyone calls just it a Iggy. weird idea. Goddamn f- amateurs. Drake? Nothing. All right. Maybe you weren't supposed to say it as a question. You got 32 silver. All right. And a note that says, if you stole this, f*** you. <laughs> also, give me a call. Well, that's okay, because that's why I have comprehend languages. You don't need okay. to comprehend anything if he's doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans, an actual play D&D podcast, available on nerdsmith.org or wherever you get your podcasts.